Cube Radio. You are listening to the Car Guide Podcast with Louis-Philippe Dubé and Gabriel Gélina. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Car Guide Podcast. My name is LP. I'm with Gab on uh, this episode again. Hi, Gab. How are you? <laughs> good yourself? Very good. Very good. We're slowly rolling into summer uh, with all this rain in Montreal. Hopefully, that's going to change. But um, today, I uh, last week, we were at the Montreal Electric Car Auto Show, which is a large electric car auto show per se because Montreal has been having it for a couple of years now even before the pandemic yeah just imagine you know we're talking about car shows uh, all over the world yeah you know losing popularity and things like that and in Montreal we have a car show that's entirely dedicated just to electric vehicles yes and it gets more <laughs> it gets <laughs> very day, popular per day it gets more visitors than the Regular auto show, yeah. In if Montreal, you, if so you calculate the the uh, the visitors per yeah, day, that's, exactly. that's that's overall. It's very interesting that we can get this in Montreal, and manufacturers yeah. are interesting uh, interested in it. Uh, a couple of cars that were there: Polestar, uh, um, Hyundai, uh, Genesis, uh, Tesla. Everybody was there, um, and some even some manufacturers that weren't at the Montreal Auto Show or Toronto mm -hmm. Auto Show showed up with a couple of electric yeah, cars, like Audi, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, for, for, manufacturers like that. Yeah. For, for example. Yeah. And I was in the uh, and uh, we spent some time in uh, in the booth there for uh, the car guide and a lot of people came up and asking questions and we would think that in these shows people would have all the information and you know electric car owners the cliche with all the paperwork and saying well this car is better than this and my Tesla is better than that and and whatnot and then what what it, it, it attracted a lot of people with question marks about mm -hmm. uh, electric cars. So today, yeah, what a, newbies to the uh, yeah, EV mobility. Right, but exactly. we're willing to spend money. I yeah, mean, yeah, sure, absolutely. A lot of people had... Yeah, but also, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, wanting answers to specific questions yes. and, and wanting to know if it's the right fit for them as yes. well, which I think is important. And it's one of the things, you know, because people have been driving gas cars forever and now they see, you know, EVs taking up in popularity. They see their neighbors getting an EV, things like that. They right. see more of them on the road and now they start thinking about making the switch, yep. but they want to know if it's the right fit for them. Yes. And that's, that's the key question. Exactly, uh, exactly. Because, because everybody's The, the way in which we drive our cars varies wildly from one individual yeah. to the next. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody had the same questions. Yeah, exactly. It was so different. And you said, you know, like the neighbor gets an, an EV yeah. and then, you know, he or she comes up and says, oh, it's wonderful. You know, I don't, I don't spend any gas, but that person has a totally different lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And when you're, you're saying, well, I don't want to spend money on gas. I don't want to stop at the gas station anymore. But your lifestyle is completely different. Maybe you'll have... You know, a lot of problems and it's not going to be a good decision for you. So um, I want to go over one question that I was asked and someone came up and said, you know, what's the difference between hybrid, plug-in hybrid and electric? And I was like, well, we kind of take it for granted, this kind of knowledge, because we're always in it as auto journalists. But it's it's uh, it's gone from basically only Uh, hybrid cars to all kinds of different hybrid cars all the way to el fully electric yeah. and there's been so much new stuff in the industry that we take you know for granted we, we think it's trivial but for some people it's important to know because it might be the right fit for them instead of yeah. an electric car or an electric car instead of a hybrid yeah. 
Um, to start off, everybody knows what a hybrid is. I mean, a, a traditional hybrid, think of the, the first Toyota Prius, for example, gas engine, electric motors, and uh, a, a battery. Sometimes I said motors, sometimes it's only one motor, sometimes it's two motors because you have all-wheel drive with the vehicle. So think about it as a, a, as a, as a gas engine that's hooked up with an electric motor and a, a, a battery that can work together to be able to save uh, and uh, on efficiency. Yeah, but in a classic hybrid, like you yeah. just described, the only way to get energy into the battery yeah. is through braking, exactly. through deceleration. Yeah. It's whenever you get off, you lift off the throttle, yeah. then the electric motor essentially becomes a, a generator yes. and sends back some electrons to the battery yes. so that you can use them again next time you, you step on the gas. Right. So there's no way of putting energy into the vehicle other than deceleration mm -hmm. or braking or you know going downhill things like that yeah that's a classic hybrid yes it yeah. takes it makes the most out of the vehicle and the dynamics of it to fill up the battery and use reuse this energy to be able to use it on the long run and you know sometimes more sometimes marginally save on fuel efficiency for example you know the well-known toyota rav4 suv the compact suv uh and the uh, the all-wheel drive rav4 uh uses Uh, about eight liters to 100 kilometers combined driving on a gas RAV4. On the hybrid, it's six. So two point, uh, two, two liters per 100 kilometers, roughly. That's Less, all, yeah. all, all depending on your driving because yeah. let's, let's say a traditional hybrid will, will consume more gas on the highway than it does in the city. Sure. Exactly because of what you said, because it cannot recuperate energy as much as uh, it does in the city. So, Gas savings, no need to plug it. And usually nowadays in 2023, these hybrids are more, more accessible. They're, you can buy them. They're, they're, they're not as accessible as gas cars, but they will be the next level up that it's a little bit more accessible compared to yeah. the next hybrids we're going to talk about, the PHEV and BEVs. It's also a way for some manufacturers, you know, we also talk about Uh, mild hybrid cars, yeah. you know, which is basically an electric motor that's sandwiched between the uh, gasoline engine and yes. the gearbox, the automatic gearbox. And so <clears throat> with a mild hybrid, it's a way sometimes for manufacturers to meet targets with regards to fuel economy right. or emissions, because you have this input that's being given by mm. uh, the electric uh, motor. Yeah. Usually these cars have a, um, an electrical system that's 48 volt. Yes. Just to power this, uh, this electric motor. And just that it, it, you can, you can hook it up to a V8 engine or a V6 engine, even in some, you know, very powerful cars. Yeah. It's popular. It's very popular in the, in the, uh, the, the luxury car segment. Exactly. You know, Land Rover, Mercedes. Exactly. There you go. You know, I'll use this, this so technology. All of those, all of those vehicles have a 48 volt uh, electrical system and you get some benefits. Uh, even, even if you don't reduce the fuel consumption all that much. Yeah. <laughs> you do get the instant torque yeah. of the electric motor. So when you're talking about a Range Rover or you're talking about a large German luxury car. Yes. That's a heavy vehicle. And so you get better performance off the line, you mm -hmm. know, quicker acceleration, quicker response, I should say. And, um, you know, that's the reason why you have those more and more yeah. uh, in, in, in those types of vehicles. It's it's called MHEV, exactly. and it's usually a, a 48 volt system. That's what it, when, you, when you're shopping into those luxury segments, a lot of manufacturers like Mercedes, for example, with the GLE, the midsize uh, SUV say, well, 
our whole lineup of GLEs is now hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> is it hybrid? It's MHEV. It is hybrid technically it's a because mild hybrid. There's, exactly. a, there's a hybrid, <laughs> but it's it's a motor. It's not necessarily met, met for for uh, for g- f- saving tons of fuel, like I mentioned yeah, with yeah. the RAV4 example with yeah. the HEV. Mm. But it does give you more performance on paper and on the road, and also helps them you know meet some standards as well and enables them to stay that such and such a percentage of their vehicle lineup is electrified. Yes, electrified. (laughs) It looks good on a press release. It looks good on a website. (laughs) Not fully electric, but electrified. Electrified. One more for that column. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, Next up is the very, very popular, I mean, at the show in Montreal, I get a lot of questions uh, from PHEVs, the uh, plug-in hybrid um, electric vehicles. That's um, So here again, you know, the the difference is it's the same as a hybrid vehicle, but you can actually plug it in right. to an outlet and get current delivered straight from, you know, a, a, a charger yes. or, or even your home yeah. sometimes because some of those those cars can be uh, recharged, not necessarily on 220, but also some of them can take charge on, on a 110 outlet, a regular uh, uh, 110 outlet. Of course, yeah. And, and, so, and can also be charged on the public, on public level yeah, two chargers. Absolutely. Like so <clears throat> in a way, uh, you know, I... Just last week, I drove a Volvo S60 uh, T8 recharge, which is exactly that. It's a, a plug-in hybrid uh, car. So you've got the, the gasoline engine with its turbocharger and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, the electric motor uh, on, the, on the car. And you could, I could plug that in to a regular wall outlet you know, in my garage. Yeah. 110 uh, volt. And it would take little over 12 hours to fully recharge the battery. And that was good for like 62 kilometers of purely electric driving. Right. So in many ways, you know, obviously if you, if you plug it in every night and you don't drive all that much, you know, the gas engine doesn't, basically doesn't run mm-hmm. unless you're driving in winter yep. and then there's a demand for heat for the cabin and things like that. And also because, you know, these, these plug-in hybrids or even the, regular hybrids in winter they their engine tar, their um, internal combustion engine has to start to warm up because if it if you start driving just on the electric power and you're driving down the highway you're going 100 kilometers an hour and then you run out of juice in the battery the engine has to start yeah and it has to run at 100 kilometers an hour cold start cold with, start, with exactly. throttle in <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you're yeah. using so that's you're the reason more why gas. exactly yeah. that's the reason why when you start them in the in the winter immediately the uh, the gasoline engine will fire up even if you do have uh, uh, energy in the battery just because it needs to warm up the engine yeah. so that it's ready to perform when it's going to be needed yes so again uh, those are those vehicles are less efficient in winter but then again so are fully gas-powered engines. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Less efficient in winter as well. Yeah. Uh, for the same reason, you know, warming up the cabin and things like that. Yeah. And all and these vehicles, like we're, we're talking about PHEVs now, for example, the, I took the example of the RAV4, the RAV4 Prime, everything that's Prime in a Toyota, yeah. you know, it's, it's their plug-in hybrids. And like you said, 
you can drive on so many kilometers at the beginning. I mean, there's a wide range of cars that are yeah. plug-in hybrid. I mean, I got an example here with the uh, the Ferrari SF90 Stradale. It's it's <laughs> it's it's a plug-in hybrid. No, it you is. know, not a lot of people know, but it can only drive for 25 kilometers. I guess that 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 range is to get out of the neighborhood when you started to not annoy your 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 <laughs> your yeah, neighbors or, <laughs> or to be able to access city centers in Europe because a yes. lot of them now uh, are restricted. Uh, with regards to, to, to gasoline-powered vehicles, and they only allow electric vehicles in. Mm-hmm. So if you have a hybrid and you can save the energy of the battery for that part of your commute, yeah, you can drive your SF Stradale into the center of the city yeah. of London. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's all the way to, or all the way down to the new uh, Prius Prime, which I yeah. drove a couple of weeks back, and this one gives you 72 kilometers. And that's that's uh, that's one, if not the, 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 the most, uh, the, the one that gives you the most range, what, 72 kilometers? Which is when you think about it, what you mentioned earlier is someone you know that goes from uh, from home to school to you know running some errands and coming back home and does that. It can the 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 owner can do that for two weeks without you know putting five dollars of gas or anything like that. So um, the important thing with the PHEVs is that you have to be able. And you have to plug in. Yeah, absolutely. Because obviously, otherwise you negate the, the whole the whole proposition. The whole the whole proposition. Yeah. It's a more expensive yeah. vehicle. It's a more <laughs> expensive sure. hybrid. Sure. It's a heavier one. Yeah. And if you don't plug it in at home, that's you're dragging all this hardware. And, yeah. and, and, and you're it, in many ways they're a little bit compromised. These PHEVs because you get the advantages and the inconveniences of both types of drivetrain. That's very interesting. So yeah. when you're driving, like, for example, on the freeway, and you're you know, running on gas because you're going quicker and your battery's been depleted, you're dragging around the weight of that battery and that electric motor for nothing. Yeah. And the same, the same way is that when you're driving in the city with a full battery, you're driving around the vehicle <laughs> with, with the and you're dragging engine, yeah. An, an, yeah, an internal <laughs> combustion engine and its gas tank for nothing. Yeah, that's interesting. But, yeah. but you do get the advantages of both in that when you're driving in the city, you can run zero emissions. Yeah. And uh, if, you, like you said, if you don't have that much of a commute, you're not even, you're not burning gas. But at the same time, if you need to go, you know, spur of the moment, whatever, you want to go to the Laurentians, uh, or you, you, know, you, you want to get out of town into the countryside with a PHEV. You don't even you don't have to think. Well, wait a minute. You know, do I, uh, as opposed to a pure EV, pure yeah. electric vehicle, battery electric vehicle, you don't have to think about. You know, is my battery fully charged? Will I have enough range to exactly. make it? Things like that. You just get in your car and go. Yeah, and you're burning gas. Yes, you're em- emitting. Uh, you know, greenhouse gases, yes. And you can fuel in five minutes at any gas stations and mm-hmm. you'll always find one open on the road and they're all, usually some of them are open 24 hours a day. Yeah, so like so. you mentioned, it's it's <laughs> com- com- a lot of compromise but a lot of lot of advantages yeah, depending a lot of, on your driving. Yeah, a lot driving. of benefit. Yeah. You know, for example, that, that S60 Volvo that I drove last week, I mean, you know, the, I, I was plugging in it every night and sometimes I was driving further than certain days further away than, than others. But all in all, you know, when I when I brought it back to fill up the tank, it cost eight dollars and sixty four cents. Yeah, and you know, I, I drove the car for a week. Yeah, so that's, it's you know that's good. It's good because and that's another factor to to think about is that for for my part, I live in an apartment building, a condo mm-hmm. building that's a two thousand thirteen uh, construction, but it doesn't. It's not equipped with anything in the, the both basements where my my the indoor car garage, the parkade is, and there's no outlets, not even a one ten outlet on my my spot, and there's no plans for 
any electrical, you know, uh, um, enhancement or upgrades for electric cars. So I live downtown Montreal. Uh, for me, I would never be able to plug it unless I go to your house and then, <laughs> and then plug exactly. it there. Or, you know, like if I say, okay, I want to I wanna take advantage of the, the full electric power, I have to go out and find a parallel park. I have to pay for that parking that, that you know, like the, the, the for c- a public charger. city of Montreal yeah. parking yeah. for, and then the public charging, which is, yeah. you know, $4 an hour for parking. I can only park for certain hours during the day and then a dollar and something an hour for the level two charger park it there for four hours you so, know yeah. so for you an electric car doesn't work in, in your present situation and even a PHEV yeah. because for that for that present situation and then yeah. and I can argue for days with someone who says no no you know like a, like a someone that's really you know ecological and says you need that you need this uh-huh. I mean it's for me an HEV would be much better because yeah. I would save a little bit on gas because you know like I'm doing city driving I live in the city so I could recuperate that energy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it could reflect maybe depending on the model yeah. on uh, my, 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 my my fuel bill however the PHEV I would be dragging that all the time and if I wanted to plug it I'd have to go you know yeah. to, to a certain extent to, to, to you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't make sense other than than, than fueling it and running it on, on full gas yeah. Yeah. and then you get to the pure EVs, you know, yep. full battery electric. So uh, that, yeah, yeah. Then you need a level two charger at your house yes. in order to, to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you need a level two charger at your yeah. house. So at the end, it's and the BEVs, what, what, what you, you, you read on the media called battery electric vehicles, HEV, PHEV, and BEVs. There's, there's uh, in between categories, REEVs, which is the range extenders, like yeah, the yeah. volts and what Mazda's working on, on the, on the rotary engines. And there's also the FCEVs, which is the, the hydrogen and fuel cell but you know there's no point talking about those because they're they're still very very uh, not very present in the automotive landscape at the moment but still other hybrid forms but at the BEV uh, a level that's what everybody's talking about now and is having a, an electric car and, and we're talking about it every week because we drive one uh, you know if not every month and uh, in, in, on the press fleets and that requires you know some uh, brings a lot of benefits some compromises yeah You know, like you said. You know, you know what? The thing with a BEV is that as long as you have a home charger, you're okay because you're. This is the, the trick. This the, is this yeah, is the exactly. key to, to happiness. Because with a, you're with you're an plugging it every car. night, and if you have a home charger, people ask you, how long does it take to charge a car? Thirty seconds. That's the time it takes to actually plug the car in, and then you walk into your house and you make dinner and you do the homework <laughs> with the kids. I like it. Yeah. And you watch Netflix or the NHL playoffs or whatever on TV. Charge, yeah. Exactly. And overnight, while you sleep, the thing fills up. Yeah. So every morning, you could conceivably walk out to a car with a full, you know, full battery, full energy. And, and the way I describe it to people, it's like, think about it as if you're driving a gas car with a small gas tank, but you fill it up every night. Yep. <laughs> you know? That's it. So you every morning... go anywhere. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. You're, 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 you're ready to go. Right. What kills the, the yep. thing with the, with, the, with the electric car is the, again, it's, it's, it's long distance travel. Yep. And... Uh, of course, you know, there are char- public chargers that you can access and you can, you can do long distance travel, but it requires planning. You know, you, ha- you need to think about it. Okay, I'm going to leave tomorrow. I'm going to have 400 kilometers to, to drive to wherever I'm going. Right. I'm going to need to stop at this one, this charger and that charger. And I'm going to be sitting here for 25 minutes at the other one for 35 minutes in yes. order to get to my destination. Something like that. Yeah. And so you pray to God that when you get to the charger, it's free. 
it's working and it's functional. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> you know, these are things that you don't even think about when you're driving a gas car. Because right. When you're driving a gas car, you leave your house. Whether the the gas tank is full or not just depends on how soon you have to stop for gas, and that's going to take five minutes, and you're back on the road. Exactly. the The question that came up a lot at the uh, at the auto show was and that's where PHEV really shines. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was it was from people asking me, "We want to buy an EV," mm. and I was, you know, like like we said at the beginning of the podcast, I said, "Well." The question is about lifestyle. So, what do you guys do? Oh, we're retired. Uh, we stay downtown, and we have, or we we stay in the, in the suburbs, and we drive around. You know, not too far. Our daughter lives, you know, fifty kilometers away, a hundred kilometers away, and whatnot. And then, and then we come back home, and and we were able to plug in and uh, install a level two charger at at the home. And it says, well, then go, then go, <laughs> do it, do it. That's perfect. For Another you. couple yeah. comes after that and says, well, yeah, we're kind of a spur of the moment kind of people. We we like to go to Florida uh, every year, and then we drive around, you know, Alabama, and then, it, you know, and I was like, you know, it's not that I don't want to, you know. Uh, uh, say that you're, you're you're not EV people, but at the moment it's going to take a lot of planning, and you have to be able to deal with the anxiety and the you know in the in the winter if you stay in in, in yeah. Ontario or in Quebec, you have to deal with the thirty to forty percent loss yeah. on the drive on the on the um, on the battery power. So it's it's there's. There are certain compromises that this type of customer wasn't able to do, and they said at the at the end, so well, okay, you got anything else, or you, you would you recommend anything else? And that's what you said. The PHEV would be something if if they absolutely want uh, something that's pluggable when they drive around in town, exactly. and then something to go, you know, a, a gas to go to, to, to go anywhere else. Yeah, the challenge, you know, again, long distance travel, especially like going to the states. Uh, in, here in Quebec, we're, we're lucky. You know, we have the Circuit Electric from Hydro Quebec, a huge network of public chargers. Right. And, but when you go down to the States with an electric car, all of a sudden you get to a charger and it's, you know, this supplier or that supplier. Now you have to open up an account. You know, you have to, yeah. you have to. I have 15 apps on my phone. There you from, go. From charging. So networks. you have to read the QR code with your phone. <laughs> then you have to key in your account information, your credit yes. card number, things like that. You have to get an email that approves. You have to confirm you did huh? before you can even plug the darn thing in yes. and get going. You know, so yeah. it's a it's a bit more of a challenge mm-hmm. uh, to go to the states with an electric vehicle, unless it's a Tesla, because that's where Tesla's competitive advantage resides. Is that their network of supercharger is is all over the you know they have yeah. them all over the planet. And it's yeah. very rare that I hear that a te- Tesla supercharger is faulty or, or there's, yeah. there's the only problem broken. you'll find is if you're traveling you know like on a long weekend or holidays or whatever, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have a huge lineup of <laughs> Teslas waiting to charge. Yeah, you know, and that's that again. Again, long distance travel. Yeah, uh, long distance travel. Nothing beats a gas car. Yeah, it <laughs> definitely know? is nothing. for now. For now. So hopefully we could uh, we could contribute to your knowledge in hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and electric vehicles because now it's kind of a everything's in the melting pot for for automotive, and uh, there's a lot of things changing uh, day by day, week by week. And uh, keep posted on the on the, the car guide to see uh, uh, the test drives, obviously, but also uh, all the new technical stuff about electric cars. So we we're talking about BEVs, but one of my favorite BEVs is uh, being axed uh, from the automotive landscape, and it's the uh, Chevrolet Bolt, the uh, the last one of the last very small compact vehicles, uh, electric vehicles that you could get in North America, uh, very affordable, inexpensive car, uh, considering all things considered. 
Uh, and uh, well, GM said it's going to be at the end of it, at the end of uh, 2023, and uh, being replaced by, drumroll, SUVs. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the Equinox and Blazer coming in with the Altium yeah. uh, platform at GM. Yeah. You know, the, the thing about the, the Bolt is that obviously it was a very, you know, it was a very small car, very yep. compact, um, kind of looked very different than everything else in, in, in the landscape. Definitely. And um, it came on the market, you know, before the Tesla Model 3. And when the Tesla Model 3 was introduced, you know, it was like the huge rage and, you know, people were lining up to put a deposit down. You, I remember even in Montreal, you know, it was right. a rainy day. Yeah, and it was like, on the carry. Exactly. Was... <laughs> 150 people lined up to put, you know, like $500 yeah, yeah. down on, on this car. Meanwhile, at the next door, Chevrolet dealer, there was yeah. no, no lineup yes. to buy an electric car that was there that in the was showroom. actually there in the showroom. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So it just tells you a little bit about the power of the Tesla brand. But... <laughs> At any rate, uh, the Bolt was an interesting uh, proposition. Um, it wasn't all that, you know, it was, it was n not a large vehicle by any stretch. Nope. But still, you know, a hatchback, small, uh, small size. It was a good first effort, I think. Exactly. From, uh, from General Motors in the, in the BEV segment. But like you said, you know, the market is... Is now moved to uh, to SUVs, bigger platforms, full, exactly. You know, but you know, and um, you know, more room, roomier cars, more yeah. practical cars, and things like that. Comfort. So, so there you go. So that's where they're going with the uh, with their EVs that are becoming, you know, yeah. uh, SUVs. Yes. Um, Equinox and, and and Blazer, I think also yes. there's a Blazer EV on the Ultium uh, platform, yeah, exactly. which 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 the Bolt isn't on. Uh, yeah, a lot exactly. of people think it is, but yeah, it's it, it, and it came at the end with the uh, EUV trying to get a bigger package. But what, what what was funny with the EUV is that it is it was actually the compact SUV variant, but it had less cargo space than yeah, the EV the, model. Yeah, the one, yeah. the, that space was mm. put at the uh, at the le for the legroom or knee at, at the knees for for uh, for uh, second row passengers. second row passengers, right? Exactly. Uh, but you know, it was it, it, for me. It wasn't because it was a fantastic car or anything. It was just so affordable. Mm. And when you think about you know, give me an EV with nothing in it, and you know, or the uh, the utopic, you know. Tesla that was really supposed to be $30,000 or $35,000 and we, we, we never, you know, really saw. And then, you know, GM came up with the Bolt and then after that, they kind of kept the price low and then even lowered the price at some point because they wanted to get them out. And it was a good proposition. At the end, it was 417 kilometers of range, mm -hmm. you know, which is which is really acceptable. And no, no, you know, funny business with the trims. It was all two two trims, I think, mm -hmm. and and uh, the same uh, motor, the same you know front wheel drive, 417 kilometers of range, and a pretty good proposition for someone who wanted to start with an EV. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, it's going to be replaced by by a bigger vehicles. Hopefully, the pricing looks good on the Equinox. Now they're they're thinking about you know making it very affordable in the entry level uh, trims. Yeah, there's a lot of movement. You know, there's a lot of volatility in pricing with EVs. Oh right my now. god! Because you, you see what say. Tesla's doing. Yeah, you know, cutting prices. Ford's doing it again Same. with the Mackie. Yeah, like ten thousand dollars yeah, off. Exactly. You know, so it's, it's who's uh, winning here? You yeah. know, like <laughs> people. People are buying cars. And well, in many ways, yeah, I'll tell you who's going to be winning is be eventually, hopefully, the consumer yeah. because you know, prices will be more affordable and hopefully. It all has to do with 
production volume you know, right. what, and, and availability of the of the vehicle in the marketplace. So, <clears throat> um, but it's interesting to see just how how, how quickly things are moving uh, in the EV space in terms yeah. of uh, not only in terms of technology, new vehicles, but also in terms of pricing, which has become. Almost dynamic pricing. <laughs> you know, absolutely, yeah. 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 You know? All the, uh, every day it's completely yeah. different, and uh, obviously these uh, manufacturers want to want to put more, you know, attain some certain targets, put more vehicles on the road, and then you know it's by by lowering the prices. And it, it, the, the trend kind of started with with Tesla, I think, because manufacturers didn't do that before. They mm-hmm. put out wait, you know, a certain period of time if, in between quarters, and then put out a, a, a press release. You know, and say, okay, we're lowering or we're upping the prices on on, on certain models. But now, t- Tesla was well, I would say it was a tweet, but it wasn't even a tweet. <laughs> you, you, you go on the website, the Model Three is cheaper today. Let's let's buy it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So all in all, to say that uh, we're hoping that the cheaper EVs will stay uh, in the in, in in the market because uh, it's it, it it gives the electric vehicle uh, um, a feeling that you, it's attainable and you can. You know, anybody can buy one, but at, at this present time, unless you have subsidies, important subsidies, it's not really the case. So rest in peace to the bolt of electric vehicle that I really like, that I recommended uh, many times, even if there was recalls and stuff, GM fixed it. So if you if you want a cheap EV and there's one left at your dealership, and uh, the <laughs> now is the time, you'll still get serviced with it, even if it's not a, it's not a new platform, but uh, still worth it for a vehicle. It's going to be at the end of it, at, at the end of 2023. 